Welcome to the futurist public intellectual. Transgender people are in vogue these days, and while acceptance of trans people is laudable, it is not appropriate to assume that their wishes are paramount. As I've made clear since episode one, on this podcast, the minority will not be obliged at all costs, nor will they be privileged over the majority. If we as Americans are committed to democracy, then we have to accept that we live in a society that lets the majority prevail. Collegiate swimmer Leah Thomas has become a flashpoint in the debate over transgender athletes after she became the first openly transgender athlete to win an NCAA Division I national championship in any sport in 2022. Thomas started transitioning in 2019, meaning she was 20 years old and had already gone through male puberty when the transition started. Since she had already acquired the athletic benefits of having a male physiology at that point, it makes sense that transitioning would not be negating much of that. The backlash in the wake of her historic win is absolutely understandable. To analyze this issue correctly, it's important to start with understanding why we have sex-segregated sports in the first place. It's a truism to say that biological males are categorically superior athletes compared to biological females. Since fairness requires that like compete against like, sports have been segregated by sex in order to ensure that fairness. This fairness principle is the same reason why there are weight classes in boxing. Fairness is the foundation upon which an athletic victory garners any significance. For example, if a professional adult baseball player wins against a little league juvenile baseball player, the win is meaningless. The victory is not due to superior athletic performance. It's a predictable result of a vast disparity in physiological advantage. As you can see, in order to maintain the integrity and value of sports, fairness needs to be at the core of the institution and its policies. In order to determine a permanent solution to this issue, one must also grapple with where a transgender person fits in a gender binary world. A fully transitioned trans person is an amalgam of both male and female physiological traits. The transitioning process cannot completely reverse or supplant the birth sex's physiological qualities. Therefore, it's most accurate to view trans people similarly to biracial people. A child of both black and white parents would never be accurately described as merely black or merely white. Similarly, a trans person, from a physiological perspective, will never be merely male or merely female. Just like the biracial person, the trans person is effectively a third category of hybridity. Since letting a trans woman compete against biological females would be unfair due to the trans woman's superior biologically male physiology, the only right thing to do is to ban trans people's participation in sports in accordance with their gender identity. So what do we do with transgender athletes then? 
Well, there's the long-term solution and the short-term solution. Fairness requires that like compete against like. So people with hybrid physiology, like trans people, should only compete against other people with hybrid physiology. In other words, there needs to be trans sports. That, of course, is the long-term solution. The short-term solution is that transgender athletes can only be allowed to participate in the sports of their birth sex, with the possible exception of athletes who transitioned prior to the onset of puberty. Thank you for listening to The Futurist Public Intellectual.